Welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I hang out with the dudes at Oro Brewing Company in historic downtown Mesa. Downtown Mesa is really coming up, and these guys are a big part of that. They take a lot of pride in it as well. They encourage businesses to come downtown. They encourage people to come visit downtown Mesa to see really what's happening, and it's really cool stuff. So phenomenal beers as well. Saison's my favorite for sure, but they've got a coffee blonde that's on tap right now that's fantastic. Not sure how long that one will last, so you might want to get there ASAP. And then they have a Pete Smoked Porter that's called Give Pete a Chance. This thing is awesome. It's perfectly balanced between the Pete and just a great beer, so that's another one that I recommend. But they're all good. You can't go wrong. But uh, these guys celebrate their second anniversary September 28th through the 30th three-day extravaganza perfect time to get there check these guys out so let's tap into oro brewing company okay so i'm at 210 west main street downtown mesa i'm joined by the dudes at oro brewing company guys howdy thanks for joining hello We've Good got, uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves, starting here with the gentleman uh, who sent me the vomit emoji yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From his they, nerves. They, they call me Chuck. <laughs> they call him Chuck. Chuck, all right. I'm Dave. Dave. You guys are the two owners, right? Correct. Okay. And Jesse, I make all the beer over here. All of it? Every yep. single drop. Nice, nice. Well, every single drop I've had is fantastic. So, Jesse. Nice work so far. There's a couple I haven't had, so I'm not going to put my stamp of approval. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is great. I'm glad we we finally got you guys on the show. Me too. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. This is a nice big table here. This table is impressive. Like what, it is. Isn't what the it? hell's going on with this thing? Well, we lucked out when okay. uh, when we opened up. There's a little vintage antique place next door. And they were having a show, and we saw this. This is just a display table. They had no intention of ever selling it. We managed to talk them into it. This table weighs about 600 pounds. I was going to say, this yeah. thing is like yeah. solid steel. It, it took three people to move this thing when we had it. Really? Jesse, did you help with that? I did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not going to take credit for that one. Right. No. right. Yeah, I was on Workman's Comp for a year, pulled my back. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are coming up on two years. Yes, we are. And yeah, <laughs> this month. Beautiful. That is awesome. So, Chuck, you and I talked about this a little bit before, but uh, everybody starts uh, as a home brewer, right? That's kind of the story. That you, were you guys both home brewers, though? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we were all home brewers. All three of you. I was at one point too. Yeah. yeah. One yep. time. The 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 elixir, the drug, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then the gateway, and <laughs> then the business. <laughs> yeah. was, my wife actually got me my first kit. Oh, really? Yeah, it was either birthday or Christmas or something. We were up in Cottonwood at the time. And oh, okay. Went up to Flagstaff and got the thing. So, yeah, yeah. that got me started on my road. Was it good? Because there have been a few people recently I've interviewed that said, oh, yeah, but no, the first one, we nailed it. Actually, first one was really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there were a couple after that, and we started using live yeast and that, so, you know, kind of stepped it up a little bit. And then we had uh, one issue where I think we had too many cooks in the kitchen and kind of went south and i learned a big lesson on that one okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh chuck what about you like what did the homebrew kit yeah Wife. yeah well actually i borrowed dave's uh, bucket to uh, uh, start homebrewing again nice yeah and uh i've never had a bad batch i've had plenty of batches i wouldn't share with any living creature <laughs> but i have never personally had a bad batch of beer 
Meaning what? Meaning you like you would drink? You, oh, you I'd, drink I'd stomach it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spoilage, <laughs> sours. I think I invented sours. Okay. <laughs> Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Yeah. Is that milk in there, Chuck? What, what the hell are you that? doing? They said lactose. Two percent. Right. Yeah. So, what gave you guys the idea to? Because I mean, there's a lot of people that homebrew, and it's always. I, I think it's feel, it seems like everybody's dream that homebrew is to open up a brewery, right? Especially mm-hmm. if it's something that you really love to do. But most people don't do it. Why did you guys yeah, do it? Yeah. So, uh, long story short, that never happens. No. So, <laughs> Dave, Dave and I, uh, our wives have worked together for years, in different jobs throughout their industry, and Dave and I started to just hang out together, just more at company functions and whatnot, and okay. uh, never knew who this guy was. And next thing you know, we're hanging out at bars and trying to find the diviest bars in town and yeah just golden tea yeah golden <laughs> tea ah, that was, golden that, that was, tea was, was our uh, yeah that was it but um we started to go to festivals we just started to drink uh, and said yeah let's uh we didn't start to drink we've been drinking for years <laughs> i was like wait a minute what? but uh, craft beer okay, so yeah, yeah yeah let's identify the craft beer was the segment that we started to hit hard okay and uh going to a few festivals and even looking and joining the homebrew club the local uh Arizona Society of Homebrewers, Ash. Ash, yeah, okay. Uh, was the first club that we joined, um, and actually ran into Jesse. He didn't know it at the time, but I think he was with Brewpunks, and uh-huh. we went to an event uh, out on the west side of town, and they were pouring behind a uh, homebrew shop, and uh, Jesse was pouring. And it's this is radio, but uh, you you are not going to mistake Jesse if you run into him. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> Jesse. Yeah. You guys were cre- like stalking from the bushes. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. look over, Jesse looks over, and you guys are creeping over. Of all the of all the little uh, homebrew places and people at that, this event, uh, Jesse's group was pouring the biggest beers, so we hung out there. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is brew punks? Um, it was. I was in college, going to ASU. I'm finishing up my uh, bachelor's and just homebrewing for a while. Got into it with a bunch of friends, so it just kind of became. This thing where we all got together and made beer together, the uh, common denominator besides brewing was that we all enjoyed punk rock music. Okay. A lot of us were in bands or are still in bands, um, enjoyed the music, and I kind of think that craft beers and, and, and punk rock are very similar in the fact that, you know, you have the, the term sellout used a lot um, on both sides. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's an organic expression of you know, whether it's music or beer, it's just, you know, it's it's an expression of yourself and and kind of, you know, what you've been through and, and the whole route of getting there at the end, you know, either having a finished song or a finished beer that you get to drink, you know, it's it's um, very similar in a lot of ways. So yeah. That's why you picked this guy, right? Yeah, well, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was years and years and years ago. Great story. Jesse, Jesse doesn't like to come out of the brewery, so yeah. when we get an opportunity like this, we just drag him out. Un, well, we unchain him, yeah. and then we bring him up to the front here. That's right. I thought you had yeah. a little bit of uh, burn on your yeah. ankle there, Jesse. The ankle yeah. bracelet is on in case he bolts out the door. Yeah. We'll know where he's at. <laughs> They're like, I learned more about Jesse in that 30-second story than I did in all this time. Yeah. He's amazing. We're very lucky to have him. So, what, what, so obviously you said he stood out, right? He's got the – and, and I don't – no offense to this – statement but coheed and cambria is what i that's think that's what about. i get a lot yeah and 
you know, it's funny because I never listened to that band, and I like I knew who they were. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got to look this guy up, and I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to hit this guy up for some money or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry, back on track. So. Jesse stood out to you guys. They were pouring the big beers at this yeah, festival. Yeah. But that seemed like it was a turning point for you guys. Yeah, that, just that. one of hundreds of uh, research projects that we had. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, running around town, Dave and I would... Uh, we, it, it didn't start out at craft beer. Craft beer just started out as something to get into. And okay. while we were looking for a business and we wanted to go into and develop our own business, uh, we had no idea what it was going to be. We started to look through uh, um, businesses that were for sale and or franchises that were out there. Like a turnkey business? Yeah, 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 exactly. Just an opportunity to work uh, together and develop a business. So we we went everywhere. We looked at... uh, fabrication, metal fabrication shops. Okay. And oh, so you're not even saying just beer. Like, you're no, just no. like, let's open yeah. a business. Yeah, we went so crazy. Yeah. So the metal fabrication, we sit and we have a few beers and we think about it. And you go, oh, my God, you got to work out in the heat. Yeah. It involves fire, electricity, <laughs> and, you know, metal. And we could get cut, and it's dangerous. So we go, nah, enough of that. We just took some welding classes down the street yeah. at Mesa yeah. Arts. So okay. uh, I think that kind of got us into that. But then yeah. we it quickly got out of that. Right. <laughs> it's always a catalyst that starts it. Yeah. So, but... Nothing started this next one. We looked at a day. I think Dave came to the table with this. He said, hey, there's a scooter shop, a motor scooter shop, like Vespas for sale in yeah. Scottsdale. And we go, oh, wouldn't that be cool? We can sell Vespas yeah. out of a shop in Scottsdale. <laughs> and uh, we actually, I mean, we went through the research, did the background. We, our CPA was looking at the, the numbers, yeah. and it was okay. We were ready to move forward, and the owner pulled the deal back from us. He was ready to sell. He came up with a new contract, so he stayed in business a couple more years. Never sold it to us, okay. and we got disappointed and went back to where we always went back to, which was the garage, and brewed beer. Okay. So yeah, uh, that we're, was like your, your, yeah. Yeah. we're usually slow on the uptick. You tell us a joke, give us a couple minutes, and we'll get it. <laughs> but uh, So there we were, brewing beer. We said, what about opening a beer bar? And it wasn't, just ma- it wasn't making beer. Yeah. Remember, I only make beer that I enjoy. Yeah. Nobody else would. Right. But uh, <laughs> so we go, what's the cost of entry? And it's a barrier for a lot of people. And we go, what's the easiest way? Well, if you make your own beer, the Series 3 craft beer license in Arizona is pretty cheap, and it's over the counter. So, well, we'll have to hire somebody to brew beer. And we said, well, I'm not opposed to that. And Dave and I just kept going, and it was one thing led to another, and we... We made these little uh, pivotal points in time. If you write something down and you put a calendar date by it, uh-huh. and it has to be done by that date, it kind of pushes you along. Sure. So we started to do that. And one of them, the first one was we needed to brew all-grain beer. with uh, Just all-grain. No more no kits, more no more extracts, yeah. oh, no more gotcha. kitchen. Okay. So we yeah. went. And then we wanted to ups- upgrade our brewery inside, so in the garage. So we went from coolers and pots and kettles to a Sabco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and uh, went up to Las Vegas and, and picked one up, had a trailer, brought it back. What's a Sabco? Um, what is it? Sabco. It's a, is it a one barrel? Brand name for... Yeah. Uh, Usually like a half barrel or to yeah. one barrel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. like a, yeah. like a sorry, legit barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Look at me. Yeah. Don't ask me anything about breweries. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like it, it runs like a professional setup because there's a little computer chip on there that you can track everything uh, gotcha. and all that. Okay. And it was the the next step up in, sure. in the process. So, yeah. you know, we were looking at, like, if we're going to actually do this thing and brew on a real system, 
the SAPCO was the next step because gotcha. you, you are using controls and you're monitoring so you can actually see what happens during the whole process. Yeah. Gotcha. So that relationship, took, you took it to the next level. Right. And you much. have yeah. to understand, we have no clue where we're going. Yeah. Our business plan was made on an Etch-A-Sketch. Right. Yeah. So every yeah. time something changed, just hold it over your head and shake it and yeah. do it again. Yeah. And I talked to people about home brewing. They said, what are you brewing on? And basically, we had about a $6,000 home brewing kit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is for sale, by the way. <laughs> you still got it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back there? Taking up space in my garage. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can't that be Jesse's like uh, little like, pilot test kit? Yeah. He has no more time. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, our pilot kit is our uh, our brew kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, the taste testers are the people yeah. who sit at that yeah. bar, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the great thing is, I mean... We can turn through a batch in a couple months before, you know, you start to worry about it sitting too long, yeah. oxidation, potentially, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we sell through it quick enough, whether it's a home run or not, you know, whether it's a bloop single or a home run. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll work through it. And, you know, we're in a, such a, you know, a smaller environment that we have the opportunity to talk to people a lot yeah. and kind of, you know, listen to their feedback and, you know, use our own kind of feedback to ourselves like uh you know that didn't work out as well as i thought it would and then you know tweak it and you know constantly trying to make it better and better yeah that's cool and you can be right there i mean the people are like you said it's an intimate um environment in here too like it's you know whether i'm if i'm sitting here i'm what 30 feet away from the furthest person sitting away from me you know so we started when we first started and opened up we depended on others in, okay. in the profession to yeah. really pull us along. Okay. So we had a brewer, um, and, and all our brewers, their names begin with the letter J. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a prerequisite? Yeah, it is. Totally yeah. is. And uh, so <laughs> when the resumes the came across, we just threw out anything that wasn't J starting. Right. So uh, Jeff was our first brewer. And, okay. yeah, and he, incidentally, he looked like Jay Mascus. So, so we have Coheed and Cambria, we have Jay Mascus. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's another common thing, right? It, it is. Some of your headshots. They, they look like rock stars. Jay's yeah. Only. Yeah. It's amazing how that happens. <laughs> my name is Michael. It's a silent J at the beginning. Keep my resume on the pile, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, sorry. Uh, so you, you got to a point where you guys are like, all right, we're taking this next level. You got the, the upper scale brew system. And how did you find this? Yeah. Place. Yeah, so we started our search um, for a for a location. Well, doing that at the same time, we were looking for you know ideas and, and stopping by every brewery we could find. And I ended up over at Thunderbird and I seventeen. It was in the back of Rosati's Pizza. Was uh, Bold Barley Brewers, and they're gone now. And we have their system. And I was talking to the the fellow up front. I, I said, I need a pizza in a brewery. And he said, don't you mean a beer? And I said, no, a brewery. And he said, well, funny thing, because we have one for sale. And uh, so they had a three-barrel system, and we just bought it all lock, stock, and barrel. Wow, um, nice. They moved up to uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, and opened the Cheyenne uh, Brewing Company. Oh, interesting. So great folks. Uh, went from a three-barrel to a ten-barrel on their side, and we went from a three-barrel to a three-barrel, or a yeah. half-barrel to a three-barrel. Okay. And uh, that's one of those things. You just write it down and make it happen, and then you just need to move on. So once we got the uh, brewing system, uh, we needed to look for a location. And believe it or not, that is probably the biggest hurdle that uh, any young brewery or any brewery in planning has to go through. It's everything from zoning to uh, rent to just availability. 
So it took us about two years before we found this place. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because you got to get the right landlords, too, that are going to let you do what you need to do. And, yeah, we were yeah. looking like an old town, Scottsdale and everything, before there was a brewery down there. Oh, So wow. we'd okay. been in the process. I mean, we started a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we can say every brewery that is in existence today, we have looked at your space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty much. And so be thankful that we didn't take it right. or afford it. <laughs> One of those, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you found this place like this, right? Is, right. Yeah. So we figured, how much money do we have in our pocket? We got some change, a couple yeah. bucks. We said, where can we go? Oh, yo, downtown Mesa. They just finished light rail, and light rail ribbon cutting was in August, and the traffic, and that was a nightmare. It came through right through downtown Mesa, and businesses were going out of business all day long. Light rail construction through an old downtown area, and the infrastructure uh, interruptions and the business interruptions just killed a lot of businesses down here. The building of the, the exactly, that, that exactly, oh, okay. and the landlords were not willing to rent to anybody at a reduced rate because of it. So they just held their businesses or their buildings, and they kept them vacant. Yeah. And so when we came down here, I was looking at another building, and we knew we wanted to be around other breweries, and we wanted to create uh, more of a walkable area and we wanted a downtown area we looked at strip malls we looked at warehousing and believe it or not when dave and i started we said let's just do a warehouse we're going to be open three days a week Mm -hmm. and this will be a side hustle for us and we'll go for it but this space became available it's retail space it has main street frontage at warehouse prices and we go yo it ticks all the boxes yeah i called dave up after i saw the the sign i saw the landlord hanging the sign I called Dave. He was in Detroit. I said, yo, you need to get back here. We have a project. We have a a place to look at. And it took forever to get the landlord from a Friday to a Monday to hold the property. And this is a guy that's a handshake deal, the owner of the property. And he says, if I get money in my hand, the shakes are off. Forget it. And I kind of talked to him a little bit more, and he agreed to wait until Monday. Dave came back. We looked at the property, and then we just jumped on the deal. Yeah. Yeah, so do you talk about good landlords? I ask him, so do you have a boilerplate for a lease? Do you have a lease agreement that you want to use? He said, I trust you boys. Why don't you write something up and bring it back? Wow. You have to write your own lease? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Dave and I have never written a lease. We had no idea. So we went out and talked to a few attorneys and uh, another one. It's amazing the craft beer industry. You do a little digging and you can find an owner of a brewery. In this case, it was an owner of a brewery uh, yet to be open. Um, and I won't say where it's at, but it's near Grand Avenue. Anyway, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we called John and uh, he walked us through the lease and uh, what we should look for and uh, look for permissive statements and what, what the owner, landlord, would allow. Okay. And so we wrote it up in our favor with a first right of refusal on a purchase. And that was important to us that we have the option to buy the property. Should it ever go for sale, we didn't want to work for a... uh, We negotiated the rent, and then we put that first right of refusal. And went ahead, got in here, did our build-out, and it turns out, and cut to what's happening today, um, the owner put it up for sale, came back to us, and now we own the building. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So immediately we look at the tenants, 
uh, now that Dave and I are landlords yeah. and property oh, yeah. owners. Yeah. Yeah. So we look at the tenants and say, your rent is way too low. Yeah. That's way right. too low. It's not near market yeah. rate. Right. So right. we looked in the mirror and we had this big conversation with the tenants yeah. and the owners. And we said, we're just going to jack your rate up. So get ready. Right. Better sell some beer. And we told Jesse, we're going to just, yeah, you better start making some beer because these guys have some rent to pay. Right. Yeah. So now we own the building. And, so yeah. this whole, like, from block, like, to end to end. Yeah, I wish. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. about from, from that end to yeah. this end? Oh, about, okay. Yeah. Okay. Interior dimensions, right. 19 feet by 150 feet. Like, we yeah, own. You guys bought this whole block. Holy oh, shit, that's no. awesome. Yeah. So um, what was it before? Like, was there a lot of work to do to, to make this yeah. into a brewery? Tunk no. Work. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. There's the, Yeah, the only thing left in here <laughs> that was original are the trusses and the the ductwork right here. Oh wow. Other than that, pretty much everything else. What was it? It's so in the in the front, this is broken into the building is three different phases. In the okay. first part of the building from the uh, Main Street side, and we are at 210 West Main Street. In uh, historic downtown Mesa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on down. A lot going on. But uh, so the front of the building was actually built in the early 1900s. Yeah. So the first 25 feet uh, was a residence and on the outskirts of downtown Mesa at the time. And uh, then it uh, morphed into a retail space. And throughout the years, we've just they've just added on to the back. Uh, so the front, when we moved in, was a call center. Okay. And before that, I think, or the call center was before, and the, the people who left, and this is why the tenant really wanted to lease, or the owner wanted to lease to a new tenant, was a, uh, I don't know, a cosmetology training school of some sort, and they just booked on three months back rent and took all their gear that was worth anything and left the junk here. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was yeah. a karate place for a while or yeah, something. Karate, yeah, karate, yeah, great floors for... Uh, future use that yeah. we saw and in the back end the middle area where the brewery is now was a motorcycle repair shop yeah it was um, actually two separate businesses one operating yeah. out of the front one operating yeah. out of the back yeah. so was, i think wow. it's skunk works they're okay. still in existence down on country club okay but they would repair motorcycles here and uh, at the time they were here there was a seamstress up front and uh, going back over the years the seamstress would talk to the landlord and says i can't get any work done because these guys are firing up these harleys <laughs> so what can you do well, in between the brewery and now the tap room, uh, the landlord had put uh, almost like two feet of insulation. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. this place is soundproof. <laughs> so, downtown Mesa, that, so that's that, when, when you and I uh, talked a few days ago uh, last week, Chuck, that, that's a big thing for you guys is, is being part of this revitalization that's going on down here. Yeah. There's some really cool stuff going on here. It, when Dave and I talked about the retail location and once we agreed and, and moved in here we said well we have to set the hours and we have to look at how we can fit into what's going on downtown and then what the future downtown looks like so we go well it looks like we're going to be open more than three days a week yeah <laughs> that was a surprise to us and uh, our wives uh, meaning what like why like why yeah why? so <laughs> we talked to some businesses down here restaurants and a couple other bars and they they basically said you are now in uh, the bar business and the bar business is nocturnal yeah. and you need to be open six seven days a week uh, it's an ex 
expectation of the industry. And so we, it was like that, a shakedown. Like a mob, yeah, the mob guys come yeah. in. I, I hey, tell I people, you tell know, you. yeah, my idea of this was uh, basically like going to be a gigantic man cave. Okay. And we were going to yeah. be open three, four days a week. Yeah. And every time we came out with a new beer, we'd throw something out there and tell everybody and just come on and hang out. And yeah. whatever hours they were, they were. And yeah. yeah, boy, that just went right away. Right. <laughs> Real fast. Yeah. yeah. Our partnership with Worth kind of helped uh, expedite that too because them being open seven days a week and yeah. you know they asked if we could join forces and it's like okay you know we need to be open all week yeah gotcha yeah and, and you guys have developed some really good relationships with worth and there's uh what's the coffee place uh organic coffee bean organic uh, bean cafe organic bean rachel cafe. yeah has a little shop uh, my favorite stop on the way in nice but uh yeah that's a local uh Mom and pop operation. Yeah. There's a lot of little stores and little places downtown. Smith Later Cookies, uh, Heather, uh, okay. and Travis on that, and we we sell the cookies. We retail the cookies out of here. Oh, nice! So a nice little snack yeah. to go along with your beer. Heck yeah! And uh, I think during beer week we do uh, cookie tastings and we pair, pair. with a beer. Yeah, um, yeah that's you know, a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> try to try to hook businesses up. We've got uh, yes. To talk a little bit more, Kelsey and Jim Bob opened up just about eight months before we did. They did a quick build-out on a small little restaurant space and brought Worth Takeaway okay. uh, downtown here, and which has been a smash. And uh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. We've got a great window to the street here. It's a beautiful window, and <laughs> the bar being a little bit darker, it's fun to see people walk by. It's just look what's going on in the block. Uh, noontime, you'll see nothing but a uh, just a wagon train of people down to Worth Takeaway. Yeah. So once in a while when they're running a special or it's the weekend, we'll open up a little early okay. and uh, uh, expand their dining room. They yeah. have such a small little space and their customer base is so huge. Uh, and that's what Dave was talking about is the collaboration of business. We'll offer some space and people can bring some down and maybe buy a beer. Yeah. Too. We'd, we'd love that if people come in with Worth Takeaway. Please buy a beer. Just buy a beer. <laughs> you don't have to drink it. Just buy a beer. Just, yeah, just buy it. So is this your, is this your patio out here? Or this little uh, enclosed, is that, would it be considered yeah. patio, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's soon to be gone. Yeah. Ah. But that's not a bad thing. Okay. The uh, Downtown Mesa has a project going where they're going to revitalize some of the storefronts. Okay. And we are uh, one of the first to uh, get a new storefront. Uh, The businesses next to us are going to do the same thing. So we'll be bringing the patio closer and attach it to the building. Oh, nice. Yeah, move the sidewalk out to the street. Okay. And Operable windows here so we can open them to the outside. Uh, Oh, where you could do like uh, like the garage door windows or something like that. We can't do the garage door one because if you look up above here, you can see the old adobe block from the early 1900s. Oh, yeah, wow, okay. And, yeah, there's not a lot of structural... uh, integrity to that okay <laughs> so we've got to work with what's here so i think yeah. we're just going to do casements but uh yeah yeah we we can't do too much you know chuck jokes about this place because uh we originally wanted to remove all the stucco and have yeah. the exposed adobe yeah somebody did that down the way and the wall fell down oh, so our building is <laughs> like held up yeah. by the stucco <laughs> thank you guys for being the guinea pigs on that one uh, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> So uh, yeah, we we have to be careful with what we do here. But uh, that'll yeah. be cool of having it attached, because that, that right. is a little unusual to have it like out there. Like right, there's like a what like a six foot window where you're not allowed to drink, right? Exactly. You have to exactly. run out with your beer. And <laughs> yeah. When we walk out the door, it's the first thing we warn people is look left and right. 
and then to the patio. <laughs> right, go, just go, <laughs> quick, <laughs> quick as you can. Yeah. Nailed by a bicycle. <laughs> so we have somebody who is a couple doors down who is, uh, they're just building out right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So Chrissy at the National Comedy Theater yeah. is bringing her show and her venue down here. They're at uh, Longmore and Southern now. They've been there for years, okay. and she wanted a little bit more of an urban setting and uh, to build on the synergy, and we're welcoming, and we just love the fact that uh, Comedy Club is going to come down here, and uh, maybe Dave and I can go over there and do some little stand-up stuff or, or learn. I think it's a classroom project, yes. too. We need some teaching. Uh, yeah, this will be your, your like, uh, this will be like your highlight reel. You can submit this, right? Oh my it's God. like your, uh, what do they call that in Hollywood with the, the face? What, what's that called? Headshot. 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 That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but she was, she, she was going to join us, right? Yeah. So should, should we grab yeah. her? She's painting right now. Okay. I can go get her. Yeah, let's, go, let's get her. Let's All talk right, to her. Right. She's a podcaster as well. So. Awesome. So we have Chrissy joining us right now. Chrissy, thanks Hello. for joining very excited yeah, you're to be painting. here. You're, you're excited to get away yeah. from the painting is what it is. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, these guys were talking about how excited they are to be part of downtown Mesa and excited to have, you know, places like you guys going in a couple mm-hmm. doors down. Yeah. So what the hell's going on over there? Well, we are a National Comedy Theater, or NCT, um, and we are an improv comedy theater. So it's kind of like Whose Line Is It Anyway, if you've ever seen that TV show. It's a lot more well-known these days than it was, you know, back way in the day. We um, uh, have been in the Valley for about 10 years. Okay. Uh, We've been over in the Fiesta District. And so we are super excited to be moving uh, over here to downtown. Uh, we do improvised comedy shows every Friday and Saturday night at 7.30 and 9.45. We teach improv classes. Uh, we also teach uh, high school improv league classes. Interesting. And we do lots of other fun stuff. Like We have uh, podcast nights and all kinds of uh, crazy fun stuff. Yeah. that's cool. So how do you teach an improv class? Like what t- can you give me a, a, I don't know, is it secret? No, it's definitely not a secret. Um, And, you know, they really are useful for just about everybody. You know, it would be useful for podcasting skills. We just recently taught a big group of realtors a whole bunch of improv, you know, training tips and stuff because it's just helpful in everyday life. Pretty much, right? Exactly. Thinking uh, thinking on your feet, but also trusting your thoughts Uh, in those situations and not being afraid to express them or be judged. Uh, you know, a lot of what yeah. we teach is to support the ideas of other people and add to them and build upon them. Yeah. So it can be really helpful for people to, uh, you know, not only get those think on your feet, think fast skills, but also trust that people are going to listen and not necessarily judge. That's just a good life lesson. It is. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I need to come down for one of these classes. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, I mean, it's also like a lot of fun. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Um, these guys talked about they're going to uh, come to some of your classes. Chuck, right? Yeah, he signed up already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So would, would having some beer before you do that be a probably a good idea, right? <laughs> well, it's not the worst idea. <laughs> <laughs> then you really let your thoughts uh, flow. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. too much. Okay, you know what? Hey, let's reel it in a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's the time frame on, on, on getting opened? Well, we're really hoping to be open very soon. We were okay. hoping uh, to be open mid-September. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so yeah. now we're looking at <laughs> mid-October. Okay. I'm um, really hoping to be uh, ready to go by uh, October 12th or 13th for okay. performances. Yeah. And then we have classes, level one classes that begin on the 15th. Okay. 
Okay. And we actually have four different series that start then, so really pushing hard to make sure we can get in. Yeah. And, you know, be part of everything that's happening down here for Halloween, for the holiday season. Like, yeah. we got to get cracking. <laughs> it's pretty cool that you guys got this spot, too. Like, like yeah. these guys were saying, like, things are... Uh, they're really building this up, and and there's great places going in. You got Worth, you've got uh, Coffee Place, you've yeah, got Cider Core, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the in in that walking environment too, right? Because mm-hmm. the only other place I can think of that has, for me, beer is so important, yeah. right? So uh, Flagstaff, downtown Flagstaff, is mm-hmm. really okay. the only thing that has things within walking distance. But you guys are like doors away. So yeah, there's yeah. a New Times article out a while ago that said this is the most walkable area for being able to hit multiple breweries and that yeah. and, and we're you know a couple hundred yards from desert eagle we're a hundred yards from cider core yeah. so and getting a new craft beer bar and, and wine bar over here behind us so yeah. a lot going on that's good stuff well welcome to the neighborhood from somebody who's not from the neighborhood yeah we're <laughs> yeah. very excited to be a part of it and to you know get to be neighbors with so many awesome fun people like we've also just met a lot of the folks here that you know are part of these awesome places and like everybody's so nice and we're just excited to be part of the personalities and fun of downtown mesa heck yeah that's a great commercial you need to we need to cut that out and like pitch that so uh what and you're 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 having a beer here so that's what we're going to all talk about next so uh before you go what what do we got here for her chuck yeah, the Suburban, Suburban Skies. Sky, American Light Lager. Ah, American Light Lager. Interesting. A lot of flavor one. packed into a 3.6%. Yeah. A gateway mm-hmm. beer. A gateway <laughs> beer, yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, do you prefer uh, lagers, a specific type of beer, usually? Or? I like all beers. Okay. Yeah, I do, I do like, uh, I like IPAs. Okay. You know, but I, I like everything. I have yet to find a beer that I couldn't be friends with. Right, right. Um, yeah, and this is delicious. It's light it's refreshing it's delicious yeah and a, it's a painting beer it is. right yeah <laughs> and it, it's so important to have have a painting beer while you're working it's very important it really yes. keeps yeah. you motivated to keep yeah. going <laughs> so uh podcast you have two podcasts you said i do yeah a shame at the uh, moment yeah. i have two <laughs> yeah, yes okay. i have had two others in the past as well okay what are the ones you have now uh, that one, my uh, one that I'm currently uh, putting out is called the Most Excellent '80s Movies Podcast. Uh, so myself and uh, uh, my friend who's a filmmaker, Nathan Blackwell, of Voyage Trekkers web series and Squishy Studios, just recently won uh, a an award at Dragon Con for best comedy short. Wow. Uh, we talk about the '80s movies that we love, that we hate, that we hate to love, yeah. that we love to hate, yeah. <laughs> um, and we kind of look back on them with 2018 eyes. And a lot of the times, it's like, what were what were we all thinking? <laughs> How was this okay with right. anyone back then? <laughs> yeah. Or or still just to be like, this is still fun. It's charming it holds up uh, uh and then my other podcast is called gank that drink and it is a supernatural drinking game podcast so uh myself and my fellow comedian nate mccorder uh watch two episodes of supernatural the longest running handsomest television show there is <laughs> and we play different drinking game rules okay in with each episode yeah and then we sort of chat about the episodes and discuss like how the drinking game rules played out yeah. along with what we were drinking at the time how it all sort of went together Drinking games with movies—that's that's brilliant. Yeah, yes, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I would be horrible. I've I've seen the show. 
but um, I would be drinking a lot. Yeah. Like, I'd be passed out in probably five minutes. We make up lots of different rules. So it'd be like, drink every time they you see a gun. Drink any time. Oh, I see what you said. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So not trivia, just pay attention to the... Yeah, exactly. Okay, pay uh, attention to the show. Anytime there you see a ghost, take a drink. If, I could do that. Yeah. I could do they're that. digging up a grave. Take yeah. a drink. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. We play different ones each time. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for joining. This, thanks for having me. Yeah, Have absolutely. Fun. Welcome to downtown, like I said. Uh, from I'm welcome from these guys because I don't live yes. downtown. Yes. But okay. uh, we'll I need to come make, see the show. I, I will have to. I need to make more up. trips down here for sure. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chrissy. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So now... We've got to get into the beer part of it, right? So, do you guys come up with the with the recipe ideas? How does that how's that process work? Um, Jesse, they give you freedom. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of freedom, which is awesome for a brewer. More often than not, we all kind of get together and say, you know, we've got a list back there of different styles and recipes that we want to do at some point and kind of just whittle it down to what we think would sell well. Every once in a while we have a beer, though, that we're just like, you know, we just want to do this and we're going to do it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Not based on any sort of like uh, research or numbers or anything. It's like, I want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got um, five fermenters back there. So we've got a three-barrel system, as mentioned earlier. Um, two of those fermenters are three-barrels, so single-batch. Three of them are seven barrels. We do double batching into them. So with those three-barrel tanks, we kind of have some freedom. They do get used a lot. Um, They're usually never empty for very long. So depending on season, you know, we kind of think about what we want to be doing. When I came here, they had some recipes that were doing well, and we've kept those around. Um, There were some that weren't doing so well, so we kind of scrapped them and tried to replace them with some new stuff. Okay. Um, one thing when I first got here is they always wanted to do a single hop kind of series to try out different kind of hops and get more familiar with uh, newer varieties, even some older varieties. Um, we did a single hop with Amarillo, which is you know been around for a long time, using a lot of different uh, pale ales, IPAs, that kind of stuff. But the ones that we're finding out more often than not tend to be the more expensive hops, is that what people want, yeah. of course. <laughs> You Can know, you bring like back the, the Nelson? Citra, yeah. yeah, Nelson, <laughs> Mosaic. Um, we've yet to do a Nelson. That would be a good one to do. Those um, are hard to get, though, right? Yeah, they are yeah. absolutely really, really hard to get. Same thing with stuff like Galaxy. Yeah, we haven't done Galaxy. Um, yet, yeah. yeah. And if you can, they're super expensive, too. So I might have to bump that price up a little bit when we do <laughs> one. But <laughs> Very price-sensitive neighborhood. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we did a Saison. Um, we tried also just... Not appease everybody, but have something for everybody. Sure, yeah. Uh, kind of we, a good range. Right, a yeah. good range. And and we do hear that a lot, too, that a lot of people... I mean, IPA, it is hands down the most popular style of beer out there. So it makes sense that a lot of people have a bunch of different IPAs, but we hear from people you know, that they don't want to go into a brewery and have eight beers on tap and six of them are some sort of IPA. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, they do appreciate the variety that we have on the board. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've we've got about three or four. The three constants that are always going to be on are Blondale, which is inside the park, um, our foreign extra stout, which is brewed with pita smoked malt. Okay. Um, and that is Give Pete a Chance. Give Pete a Chance. I love which, that name, too. Yeah, I know. It's a great name. <laughs> um, Hopiphany, which is our IPA, house IPA. And lately we've been having a... Um, 
a coffee blonde. And we started it in spring training. Um, it was called the first crack of the bat. We did it with Poor Joe, who's a local uh, coffee place around here. Oh, yeah, I've seen Poor Joe. It's a coffee truck? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it's a coffee truck. Yeah, P-O-U-R, mm-hmm. Poor P-O-U-R. Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're using their coffee for a while. And then we kind of got with um, two guys at a uh, – Chuck can probably talk more about this. He yeah. He – met with them more than I did but so the greatest people are always met at uh, beer festivals right so. absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, about an ahead. hour and a half in yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so yeah um, I actually briefly ran into them um, when I was up in Flagstaff I didn't know it at the time I was brewing up at Wanderlust and they're up there the uh, Elevate Nepal is based up there in Flagstaff they're a nonprofit that does good things for uh, rebuilding Nepal after the uh, earthquakes and stuff that were over there so, yeah, we got with them and used their uh, Sapana coffee, which is roasted here locally, uh, I think by Serafina is the name of the roaster. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, source all the beans from the Himalayas, bring it over here, roast them here, and then we said, you know, why not? You know, we like their story. Um, it's very, it's nice to have something that gives back as well as, you know, people can enjoy the beer, but they also get that sense of satisfaction that they're, you know, doing something good at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, we just loved the idea of it so bought some coffee from them worked it out and um we've blown through the first half of it really really fast yeah yeah <laughs> so, quicker than yeah. anticipated yeah much yeah. quicker jesse's actually the first brewer uh, in the world to brew with himalayan coffee really that's what, that's what they tell me dude that's awesome <laughs> man. Keep telling yeah. You that too. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's Just a great coffee it. yeah and it's you know, even the first iteration that we had of it, uh, first crack of the bat, because it was spring training, you know, first first games of the year and everything, we were just like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Um, we always want, they always wanted to do a coffee beer here, and, you know, they always kept mentioning blonde, and I'm like, you know, that's a really interesting option, because you always think of coffee beers being darker, stouts, porters, yeah. things like that. Yep. Um, but with it being March here in Arizona doesn't really sound very appetizing to have a super big, you know, beer with coffee in it. So, you know, I said, what the hell? Why not? Um, dosed a couple of kegs with it, and um, people loved it. Um, people have it, and when we're open earlier that time of the year, they'll have it with their lunch, have it in the middle of the day. Some people have it at night, you know. A lot of people do want it for breakfast. A lot of people do want it for breakfast, yeah. <laughs> I had it around breakfast earlier. time, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm having one, too. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're having, too? Yeah, I am. I'm having, dude, it's great. Yeah. This is a fantastic Yeah, beer. it's super smooth. Yeah. It's, it really, it's really interesting because with the coffee and the beer separately, um, they're both good. But combined, you get, like, this caramel kind of richness to it that just, it's not there just in the coffee alone. So along with some of the flavor of the malts and everything, it really melds really, really well. Yeah. It's, it's confusing, right? Because yeah. you drink and you're like, ah, oh, man, I like, I, if you close your eyes, you wouldn't guess that it was the color that it is, right? Right, yeah. yeah. But then you do get, it, it's, yeah, I don't yeah, even know People are always expecting it. a dark yeah. beer. When, mm-hmm. And when they look at it, they're like, well, I ordered, and it's like, no, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's I love it, though. Yeah. That's a nice job with that one. Yeah, thank you. For sure, yeah. yeah. Great beers, man. You're doing doing a great Thank job. That the saison, I love the saison. Not not. I don't think enough people brew saison. And you were telling me before that you guys were kind of wondering, like, I was is it personally, well? I was. You know, yeah. I was curious as to how it would sell here, and it's done very well. People really like it. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, people people always there's people that come in here and ask for wheat beers. You know, they want like a wheat beer. 
you know, there's there's a good amount of wheat in that beer, but it it kind of has some of the characteristics of some wheat beers. But yeah, it's it's really really simple beer as far as like malt bill and hops and everything. With those beers, I really like to just let the yeast kind of come through. They're really a critical component of the, the flavor profile of okay. them. They've wanted to do a saison. I love saisons. So yeah, we tweaked that recipe. We brewed it, I think, two or three times, and just little tweaks from the first recipe. That was not to toot my horn or anything, but that was you one that we that, 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 you that did, we did, did but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we did that we were like, wow, this, uh, this turned out really well. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. and and it sells very well. And when Jesse love it. says tweaking, he, he's talking about everything from base water, water salts, and uh, water profile through the grain bill and onto fermentation and temperature. And he tweaks it all the way through, and he does a stellar job. We're real happy. Nice. Scientific. You're very scientific with it. Yeah. 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 That's an understatement. Freaking understatement. Well, I've I've said this a few times on the podcast, is is what I love about uh, brewing beer is it's an an art and a science, right? Right. Because you have to be creative. But then you also have to have the the hard skills and the work ethic to to make it happen, right? Right. Um, also, got to be a little crazy. A little bit, yeah. A little, a yeah. little crazy. I think I think all yeah. brewers are a little bit crazy in some way, right? <laughs> yeah. Brew punk's background comes That's in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He gets he gets frustrated. He just starts like playing his guitar. Oh, are you a guitar yeah. player? Is that what you're? No, I play drums actually. Okay. All right. Well, he's got a yeah. kit back there, probably. Yeah. How he just wails yeah. away on when he's. Jesse was all about when when we did our hiring contract in the beginning. He says, "I need to have music. I need to have music." And we yeah. didn't have music. And we, what are we going to do? This guy's yeah. going to quit because we don't have any music in the brewery. <laughs> so yeah, now we've got music in the brewery. So like like uh, like like speakers in the ceilings and stuff, oh, yeah, or just a Bluetooth? Yeah, we've got we've got a little speaker back there that does really well. Oh, come on now, we had a sound engineer come in. And the whole place looks <laughs> like a music studio. <laughs> just one of those for you, Jesse. Speakers. Whatever you need, tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, it's working. It's working because you guys make some fantastic beers. So, thank you. Whatever you guys got going on here, keep keep it going. So, uh, two year anniversary coming up here. What? So, two years is that? How is that? Is that kind of overwhelming for you guys? I think, holy shit! It it is. It yeah. flew. Yeah. It flew by. I mean, I think like when we were talking about it during spring training, I was like, oh, that's so far away, yeah. and it's here. Yeah. yeah, it's just incredible. But yeah, it's it's been really cool being here. Uh, we have great local crowd, uh, a lot of regulars, uh, really like our beer, our atmosphere. Uh, have been super supportive, so I want to thank them all for yeah. keeping us going for two years now. Heck yeah. How are you going to do it? What's what's the plan for this, yeah. so, this three-day extravaganza, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah three days. <laughs> and it, when we built out the, the brewery, we, we've been in this physical location for three years, two years on the brewery and open side, okay. and one year on the build-out. So when we finished build out, we were almost done in July, in the middle of the hottest part of the year. Oh, yeah. And we go, you want to celebrate in July or August? And we go, nah, let's just push this a little bit. I think we can afford it. And uh, we decided, what's the next festival coming up? And we looked at Oktoberfest as, as a global festival. And everybody recognizes Oktoberfest as a beer festival. So we said, let's just do our anniversary during Oktoberfest season. And we were kind of bushwhacked in an early interview by a fellow that will go unnamed. But he called us up on the phone, called me up, didn't uh, mention that he was doing the interview at the time. Yeah. Just said, yo, are, are you this guy? And I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm this guy, and I have no idea who he was. Next thing you know, we're in this little newsletter that goes out there. It says we're opening in the summer of 2016. 
and we he wanted a, everybody wants a date. I want to know the exact date you're yeah. open. Yeah. And you, you ask the comedy club, and you go. You can't give a date. It's, right. It's yeah. ish. Yeah. So we figured we'll just open. We'll do it in seasons. So we say summer 2016. So we technically we open the last day of September to qualify for that, and October 1st is our official uh, anniversary. So okay. we do a three day event. And we try to push it to whatever weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It will always be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Funny how that works out. We'll never have an anniversary on Tuesday, Wednesday, right. Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, we Good make choice. the rules here. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, uh, 28th, 29th, and 30th. On the 29th, we're doing uh, our food specials okay. with uh, Worth Takeaway. Nice. They're doing our catering. They do our in-house catering every single day of the year. Okay. Um, and it's, it's an amazing relationship where we don't have to have a kitchen. We just focus on beer and making solid beer. That's nice. And they focus on super food. And it's just order here at the tap room, and they'll deliver. Uh, we run food all night long back and forth and exclusive food. You know, we don't have a food truck. We don't have any other vendors, and we don't allow any uh, bring-in food, no pizza boxes, no things like okay, that. So gotcha. It's uh, worth takeaways menu, and it always changes. Monday, uh, they do a Monday night supper, which is usually a feature uh, elevated. Uh, it's not just a sandwich. It's usually an entree. Um, lasagna was the most recent one. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah, a wow. couple weeks ago. And it was like, bring it back. Yeah. People want lasagna every Monday, I yeah. think, is what it, the way <laughs> yeah. it works out. Yeah. So last night was patty melt and onion rings. And these are all house-made. It's a scratch kitchen. Yeah. Everything's fresh. And uh, we can't go in the alley because the delivery trucks come uh, right by us to get to Worth okay. and just drop off fresh produce and yeah. food every single day. <laughs> we love them. Yeah. You hear that? We love you guys. <laughs> so they're going to have some food specials on the yeah. 29th? Yeah. So, we're gonna, it, so we'll open regular time, 11 a.m. Okay. Patio will be open. Uh, inside will be open. The weather's going to cooperate. I've already talked to the local weather guy. Nice. And All it's right. going to be like 75 degrees. Perfect. And uh, partly cloudy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be beautiful downtown here. A breeze, nice breeze oh, coming yeah, through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always. Yep. Uh, Four so mile t- an hour. Typical uh, 365 Arizona. Yeah. Right? That triple's stronger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked to my buddy uh, Greg from Cold Brew Podcast yesterday, too. He's going to be podcasting. What? You right. tell him he needs to call us. Oh, really? We've got people standing in line. Uh, but, no, that's awesome. You guys are going to be doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, for the yeah, it's great. Yeah. We, we've got a lot of things. And uh, between now and then, we'll keep adding. Uh, Ropes in the main, downtown Mesa. Yeah. Uh, the whole weekend, 28th, 29th, 30th. And uh, we look forward to everybody coming down. Guys, thanks for Appreciate doing this. Time. Thank you, Eric. Thank you very yeah, much. You. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, get here to the anniversary party, 28th, 29th, 30th. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Let's get to this place soon. Uh, I say let's, like all of us together at once, right? <laughs> let's get to this place. Help these guys celebrate two years. Anniversary parties happen in September 28th through the 30th. Like I said, I recommend that Saison or that Coffee Blonde or the Give Pete a Chance or the Triple IPA. Just get something. They're, every beer is going to be fantastic. So, help the show grow too i'm looking for some help uh from you guys the goal is to spread the word about all the awesome things that are happening here in arizona share the stories about the people that are making them happen so itunes reviews really help because it allows the show to become more discoverable and into the ears of more people which in turn lets people know how awesome arizona is so if you know how to do that do that that's great a rating and review if possible uh link will be in the show notes at tapthataz.com forward slash oral brewing if you're unsure how to do that but tune in next tuesday 
another episode of Tap That Easy Podcast. Until then, always remember, stay awesome. Y cuando se va a...